click 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 podcast where we are going to talk about every single movie released by new world pictures i'm ryan with me as always is mark cloudy in the mountains sunny in the valleys and snow flurries up your nose (laughs) and erica (laughs) just imagine i'm doing this episode topless walking around offering people drinks and cigarettes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, if you're not catching the vibe, that's because we're talking about we're talking about the end of a trilogy here that released by New World Pictures. We're talking 1988's Angel Three: The Final Chapter. It started with Angel, high school honor student by day, streetwalker by night. Her story exploded in avenging Angel. Now. Angel is back again. I need some answers. Going undercover to expose the most sinister crime syndicate of them all. White slavery. Cocaine gets shipped in, bills get shipped out. And to rescue the sister she never knew. I've got to find some way to get to her. She's in danger. From a ruthless criminal organization. You work for me and you work only for me. You're in over your head, Molly. These people are trouble. There's a lot of shit going down that you don't know about. You're in for action. Because this time, she means business. How does it look from this side, sweetheart? Angel is back. Angel 3, the final chapter. That's right, 1988's Angel 3, the final chapter, brought to you by Jeep Cherokee. If you need a car to spy on people from a few feet away or follow other cars less than one car length away, you need a Jeep Cherokee, the most inconspicuous car on the road. <laughs> it's so true. They, like, how they didn't get How are they not caught in me. that Jeep Cherokee? I don't know. As I was saying, we're starting on Angel 3 here at the NWPP. We like to start at the end of a franchise, much <laughs> like we did with House 2. But for those of you who are now saying, what about Angel 4 undercover? All I can say <laughs> is that was not released by New World Pictures, nor were House 3 or House 4. But will we get to some of those in our bonus series, Nearly New World? It could be. But we are going to start with the Angel franchise 
with the third and some might say the final chapter. <laughs> Ooh, I think they would say that actually. They they, they said it out loud. It. It's uh, written and directed by Tom DeSimone, who is no stranger to New World Pictures in what would be his final feature. DeSimone got his start um, post getting his master's from UCLA in the porn industry, where he worked almost primarily in the 1970s until he broke out from 1977's Chatterbox, starring Candace Ralston from New World films like Candy Stripe Nurses and Hollywood Boulevard, as a woman with a talking vagina. Mm. Uh, mm. He would go on to direct, among other things, 19, the 1981 slasher Hell Night, and for New World, 1986's Reform School Girls, the poster of which can be seen in Spanky's apartment. Oh uh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's up there on the oh. on the wall. It's a lot. It's kind of busy his apartment. So yeah, I missed it the first time. There's a lot. There's a lot to, there's a lot, to take there's a lot going on in his. A in his, lot. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> Unlike yeah. her apartment in New York, but we'll we'll get there. Yeah, his place sure. very small, but yeah. he lives by the beach. I'm assuming. Anyway, uh, after Angel Three, De Simone directed a few episodes of Freddy's Nightmares. Uh, mm-hmm. And that made him join the Directors Guild, and he basically then stayed working in television until he retired because, as a member of the DGA, he couldn't then do low-budget features anymore. So that sort of ended his feature work. This stars Maud Adams' first build as Nadine, the criminal mastermind behind it all. Adams is a multiple Bond girl. Octopussy. Yes, she was the lead in Octopussy. Oh. She is Octopussy. She is Octopussy. Uh, she yeah. was also in The Man with the Golden Gun. But uh, translating that Bond notoriety seems to be difficult for her. <laughs> um, as her post-Octopussy credits are the 1984 Charlton Heston action film Nairobi Affair, 1987's World War II set adventure comedy Jane and the Lost City, where she plays a Nazi and was released by, guess who... New World, New World Pictures, Pictures, 1987's Hell Hunters, that actually co-stars a former Bond, George Lazenby, and features Nazi zombies. So I immediately put that in my to-be-watch list. <laughs> was like, oh yes, please. Uh, and then I found out it was released on video by guess who? Who? New World New Video. World <laughs> so, and then she also, then she did Angel 3. So, did New World help or hurt her career? You be the judge. But this is not the last time that we will watch the work of Maude Adams. And I and I actually think she's having a pretty great time here as Nadine. I think she it looks like a role she's having some fun with. You know, playing, I hope so. It, you know, a real bad B of yeah. the L.A. criminal human trafficking slash drug underworld. Um, you know, and and you before know. we before we go through the rest of the cast, just to back up to the director, the director does play the porn director in this that is, that is so, his That is his brother. Oh, it's his brother. That's his brother, oh. Bob. Oh, I thought that was him. No, that is his brother, Bob. Oh, interesting. Who, it played roles in lots of his films. Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah. yeah. I hope, I mean, including the, the porn ones? Uh, not those, in. as far as I know, but <laughs> but maybe. <laughs> so, so he didn't go down the Dario Argento route of, of <laughs> uncovering, right. directing. Yeah, his, getting his brother in and just going, yeah. hey, bro. Getting family members to be in, is, to be directed is... in very uncomfortable scenes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Um, this star is also 
Mitzi Capture as Molly Angel. She's the third actress to play the role. And not the last. Um, <laughs> because there there is a fourth, as I said. And, of course, Mitzi would not return for that. She, she started out, actually, in a small role in House 2. I believe she plays really? a cowgirl in the uh, Halloween party that they have at the house. Huh. Interesting. Um, I wanted to rewatch that scene and check out and see exactly where she was, but I didn't have a chance. But uh, this is her first starring role. And then from there, she would go on and have a long career in television. She starred in the series Silk Stockings. Uh, she was in Baywatch for a season. She was in Young and the Restless. So she's had a nice long career. Now she also directs as well. Where you can watch this, you can rent this on several platforms. I believe you can also find it on YouTube. But we watched it on the Vinegar Syndrome Blu-ray, part of their Angel set that their we box got set. way back when. Like, yeah, a new world, and we're just now cracking into it. Um, but that's where you can watch it. Now it's time for us to talk about what this movie is about. Mark, let's start with you. What is Angel 3, the final chapter, about? Sometimes finding your long-lost parent and sibling isn't worth it. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. It's true. It's true. (laughs) She could have walked away at any point. She could have walked away. Could have walked away. Stubbornness. She could have just been going to more, um, um, you know, art shows and taking pictures. She didn't Uh, have to do that. She didn't have to get in all that trouble. Yeah. She could have walked away. Lord knows her mom did. Uh, Erica. Wow. (laughs) Woo. Gloves are off. Erica, what is this movie about? Gosh. Um, I think it's, you know, the things we have to go through to pay the bills. You know, it's not always, uh, it's not always easy. So, you know. The devil don't make it easy, <laughs> some say. The devil don't make it easy. It is tough to pay the bills. Sometimes selling art isn't enough. So you have to stuff that art with cocaine. Sometimes being in movies isn't enough. So you got to be topless in porno movies. I mean, making money is hard. Sometimes being, I guess, just a good friend isn't enough. You got to sell ice creams. I mean, mm-hmm. Devil don't make it easy. Uh, it's funny that you say that because I do think that that is an overarching theme for the whole franchise. Speaking of, Erica, this is your first Angel film, correct? Correct. You have not seen one or two. And that is correct. <laughs> Mark, have you seen the other no, Angel? This was this was my introduction to the Angel franchise. <laughs> this is your intro. So yeah. I have seen the other Angels. So this will be fun to see your reactions to the Angel franchise, starting at number three. From what I've read, so a lot of people say this is the best of the three. But I, I don't know. I have to see the other two to confirm. I don't want to spoil my thoughts, so we'll we'll wait. Um, <laughs> okay. But I think this movie is about two things. Somehow, ordinary, personality-free guys can score babes way above their station <laughs> just by being nice. It worked for you. <laughs> Very true. Very true. <laughs> I am as ordinary and personality-free as they go. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's a that's very. One. That's a good way. That's to put one. It. How how much more do your heart? Do you want to hurt me to hurt your heart? <laughs> the other thing is, 
an ice cream truck should be the vehicle for private detectives or bounty hunters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I like both of those. Oh, man. Uh, Let's get to the letterbox synopsis. We are on letterbox. Follow us there if you can. <laughs> this one is very sort of practical, but it seems not written by the ordinary synopsis writer, who wherever they get their synopsis, which I don't know, but... This one seems sort of very matter-of-fact, but let, let me read it. Molly is now a freelance photographer in New York. She mm-hmm. runs across a woman at an art show that looks familiar. She goes to L.A. to find out this woman is, in fact, her mother. She also finds out she has a sister. <laughs> this is very, like, okay, uh-huh. this doesn't seem like you're writing for the drama of it. You're just sort of matter-of-factly telling us, but that's fine. That's not wrong. They're None not of wrong it, at all. This maybe is someone accidentally, accurate. maybe someone accidentally posted their notes instead of the synopsis. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, the reunion is short-lived when her mother calls to, to calls her to tell her that her sister is in danger and later gets killed in an explosion. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Mom, not not much later. Like, yeah, no, like immediately after. afterwards. Yeah. yeah, Molly must once again become Angel to try and find her sister. Yeah, none of it's wrong. None, none of it's wrong. wrong. Yeah. but it's just curiously written. So that said, as you guys are Angel newbies here, opening <laughs> scene, we're in New York. This is a dramatic change of uh, venue because we were in LA for the other two. Oh. On the marquee, by the way, at the National, the famous National Theater, which I've heard a lot about from people from New York, uh, is the Sicilian and Steel Dawn. That is one hell of a double feature. Yeah, that I, would be... I would can I would be into that. Yeah, so I, if, I, if anyone from the New Beverly is listening, can we uh, get? Can that we have that double? Yeah. Up? Wait, yeah. what is Steel Dawn? Like the movie of Steely Dan. <laughs> It's the movie about Steely Dan, and, and and but when they when they printed the copyright, they misspelled Dan, Steely Dan's wife, and Steely Dawn, Steel Dawn, and they just went, no, that's we're Steely Dan. They're like, it's too late. We've already printed the whole movie. It's the prints have gone out. It's 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 going across the country. I don't know what to tell you. We can't change it. We misspelled it on all the posters, all the promotional material. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, when I saw that marquee, I was like, I immediately paused it and was like, oh my gosh, that's that looks terrific. And we hear the snapping of photos because guess what? Angel is a photographer now. I don't know if you guys know this, but she, in Avenging Angel, was studying to be a lawyer. So apparently wow. that just disappeared because now well, she's a photographer. It's hard to pass the bar. Not it is can. tough. It is tough. Right. Maybe she flunked. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Also, maybe she's just taking a sabbatical from being a lawyer. Maybe she is a lawyer, but also likes photography. Right. She's just put that you on know, hold. Lawyers have more. They do more sure. than, than just lawyer. Right? Oh, I know. I they look at hobbies. me just putting lawyers in a box yeah. in a tiny little right. briefcase. Right. Also, Come a lot on. of people like to pass the bar, become a lawyer, and immediately take a sabbatical. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, enough with this law. I need to snap pictures. <laughs> I spent years going to law school and then passing the bar, but I never realized my dreams, which is to take pictures of street kids. I mean, come on. I'm a joker. I'm a smoker. I'm a midnight choker. 
<laughs> Did you think that's a Steely Dance? Isn't it? <laughs> no, that is, not. is that a Steely no. Dance? I know, no, but I knew you no, were thinking that, that is, was that is Steve that, Miller Band. Yeah, it's a Steve Different. Miller Band. But you were like, "That's Steely Dan." You looked at me like so, like I'm killing this, aren't I? <laughs> that's not Steely Dan. All right, uh, my mistake. Excuse me, Dome. Or Steel hey, Dawn, for this, that matter. This is, yeah, this could is have been just, a Steel Dawn number. This is the jokes of an ordinary personality-free co-host. Um, so we get a couple of bits of information right away. Mm-hmm. We're in New York, snapping pictures. She's racing through the streets. And immediately, we also then get titties. I was like, yes. right away, I was like, we are in good hands down. For this movie. So many titties. It so was many. immediately. It this definitely, I would say, well not definitely, but I would say this is the sleazier of the Angel films. Uh in uh, that it definitely the, the titty count is uh, very high. I mean, I haven't seen the others, but I'm gonna take your word for it that this is the uh, sleaziest so of the all others of them. are boring then? No. I mean <laughs> So no, I'm not nothing, saying. So that. I have I'm nothing not, to look forward to. I'm not to saying in the that, other but ones. I just, I just would just say I wouldn't expect this, this high of a titty count for the other. But it makes sense for the plot. It's all about you know. You find out later. Spoiler. Stop listening if you're going to watch it. But you find out later. It's about like human trafficking and the porn industry. So it makes it didn't make sense to me at the time. I just thought like, whoa, okay then. But as the story progressed, sure, it made. Sure. Perfect sense. Sure. I would just have a hard time. You have these women that are cocktail waitresses that are carrying around trays of drinks. The drinks, the tray is, you know, about at bosom level. Yeah. And I, I'd yep. be like, I, no, yeah. man. You're no, getting I'm a looking, nip in your I, drink. No, I am looking yeah. at the drink. I'm not no. staring at your chest. You're I'm looking trying at your chest and drink. you're getting a nip in the drink. I would, say, I would say that. I would, I would get the, hey, hey, buddy, eyes, eyes up here. Eyes up here. I think if I was one of those waitresses, I'd be the opposite. I'd be like, don't look at my face. Just look at my boobs. Oh, God. Just don't remember my face. I'm horrible. Look down. Uh, No, no, too low. Look up. Look up. This is where we start. It's a casino on a yacht, which makes me think it's on the water. So is it legal? Yeah, anything goes. International waters. Apparently not, because they get busted by the cops. But I was like, but it's on a yacht. I... Uh, anyway, um, it's also it, not really a yacht. When they do the outside shots, this is this is like a, it's, it's a like large a, boat. It's a very large boat. But this is like a commuter vessel. This is what you sure, throw a bunch of people sure. on when you've got to cross a, a, a lake to get to the city. Like this is not <laughs> Mark. Mark, roll, stop worrying about the size of vessels and the accuracy of the way I describe them. My I just Lord. Thought, but now that you say that, it did seem. Enormous in there. In that it did. seemed very big. Yeah, it, it was seemed... like the fucking Queen Mary in there, and then yeah. you get out of it, and it's just a water taxi. And what? What is? I mean, then again, maybe it's the Jeep Cherokee of yachts. Yes. Oh. No one. Well, suspects. apparently not. It's apparently not because the cops knew exactly where they were. <laughs> right. And, well, and what was confusing to me is that Angel gets a ride with one of the cops, gets there, and starts running out, and he says to stay down, wait till they. You go in and bust everybody and then start taking pictures. Right. Because she's there to take pictures. Uh, and boy, boy, does she take a lot of pictures. Uh, I She is snapping away seemingly at nothing, turning and spinning and, and taking pictures, which like, 
even if you have autofocus, like you are getting a lot of backs, a lot of blurry, <laughs> like in action photos. Like this is, you know, the late eighties. This is but this not is all evidence to help her case because she's a lawyer. That's why no, nope, she's not a her. lawyer. No, she's not. Uh, I also love the fact that this turns into total chaos. This 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 cop bust. Because a lady throws a drink in a cop's face, and he pushes her into a table, and she falls. She does a, a header over the table, and then it turns into like a. And then a, everyone's like, just yeah. you know yeah. It, it turns into a western style bar like, brawl. <laughs> For no just imagine that boat was probably rocking back and forth yeah. because of just all the general madness. It would have if it was a yacht, but apparently it's not. <laughs> Uh, and then it turns well, it, out it looked like it was pretty well moored to the dock, so I don't know that it was. Oh, well, thank you, Mark. It was also Please. called the the SS Crime Boat. This 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 <laughs> this is the podcast, by the way. We're only going to discuss this boat. If you want other details about this movie, SS not yet. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have to listen to another podcast yeah. of this movie because we are only discussing this boat. Yep. Every detail about this boat. Yep. It deserves it. Yep. It deserves it. <laughs> if you watch this movie, you're only gonna walk away going, what vessel exactly was that in the beginning? Uh, uh, so it turns out she's supposed to be taking these, she's taking these pictures on the sly and brings the photos to Dick Miller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dick yeah. Miller makes an early appearance. Dick Miller. Like in under 10 minutes, he's right there. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. In, in, in and out. out, in and out, quick uh, dips in. And I guess he is the editor of a newspaper? Question mark. Question mark. It's unbelievable. Hottest story in town. You're the only one to score any photos. How the hell did you do that, you know? People owe me favors, Nick. Yeah. I love this one. So she's like Peter Parker then. Sort of. She just provides pictures to the news. I guess, yeah. And she said she's freelance. I backed it up and listened to it a few times. She says, hey, I don't want to, I'm freelance. I want to be able to go do whatever I want to do. She might dip dip back into lawyering. Who knows? Right. She's waiting to get hired by Jacoby and Myers. Exactly. But they have have (laughs) to applied a few different places, a few different firms. Right. And yeah. Yeah, just waiting. And in the meantime, I'm working on. She's working on her book, mm-hmm. which uh, Dick Miller brings up. It says it's a book about street kids, and she's which will probably help kids way more than pro bono legal work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that wouldn't help street kids at yeah. all. What would help no. is putting out a photo book about them. Mm-hmm. That ought to yeah. help. Mm-hmm. Anyway, then they mention that book, and I don't believe we talk about that book ever again. Never. We literally shut the book. And we put it aside. Um, but I guess he he then gives her an assignment to go to take pictures at an art gallery because I guess this is a newspaper that loves police bus and art gallery openings <laughs> in equal measure. They're the same, really, ultimately. It's... Uh, well, and also yeah, the to, art bust, art bus newspaper we cover, art openings and police bus. That's it. Well, Ryan, you have to put it into context. I mean, we're talking about New York City, a city that's not known for art galleries. So mm-hmm. there, this is pretty. This is big news. Get the word out. <laughs> However, at this art gallery, Tony Basil is the manager. Uh, yeah, and we get two scenes out of her as well, fresh from Slaughterhouse Rock. And she does something uh, so great in this. So. As part of this, Angel or 
Molly, is that her name? Yeah, right? Molly Angel. Molly, yeah. Molly takes a picture at the art gallery of someone that she finds strangely familiar. She goes and uh, develops the picture, realizes it's her mom, goes back to Tony, Basil mm-hmm. or Basil, depending on your your the way you want to pronounce it. And <clears throat> she says, oh, yeah, I know I know who that is, or I know who, who that is or who she works for. It's in my Rolodex. Now, Tony Basil, I want to set the picture, is sitting at a chair at her desk. There is a Rolodex on her desk. Molly is standing next to the desk. She says, it's in my Rolodex. And just looks at it. Because I guess when you're a high-class art dealer, you don't fucking open your own Rolodex. You That's let right. other people do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Molly, so I just love the flex of like, it's in there. You find it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I actually loved uh, also in the art gallery scene when they were just panning through the crowd. There's like a lady like looking at a sculpture and she's like, what is he trying to say? Like, it's this weird <laughs> sculpture of like, it's just got like this weird like kidney shaped thing and like pulls sticking out. I actually really love that. I like that little slam in the old art world. But speaking of that dark room, apparently being a freelance photographer does better, pays better than being a lawyer because she's got a sweet loft set up in New York uh, where she has her own dark room Mm -hmm. and she has the ability and materials to make giant size prints because she makes some huge photos nice. of her mom in that dark room and just puts them up on the wall to look at it. And I think it's in this scene that I decided Mitzi could be my favorite angel because she has her hair kind of somewhat pulled back in the middle. And I realized she looks like Simon Gallup from the cure in that scene. <laughs> and I was like, I think you win, you know, like this, this could be, you could be my favorite right here um, on hair alone. <laughs> Simon Gallup does not play for Steely Dan. No, he's not in Steely. Never did. He never played for Steely Dan. Never played. Not yet. Not yet. Anyway, not yet. But Keep did he play cut. for Steel Dawn? <laughs> nope, not yet. He's not in Steel Dawn, as we, uh, as far as I know. Is he in the Steve Miller band, which is really different? <laughs> I hear <laughs> they they are pretty different. I would have to say they, the they band. considerably. Yeah. Um. So uh, Molly realizes this picture is her mom. So off she goes to New York and buy or to L.A. She goes off to L.A. and bye bye New York. Once she's off the plane, it is straight to confront moms right in her own gallery. So right. Can just immediately. Just immediately, like, going straight to the gallery. I love the explanation she gets here. Your father wasn't exactly the man you thought he was. He never intended to come back for us. I knew that. When I met Doug, it was a chance for a second start. Without me. I told myself you'd be better off without me. A 12-year-old kid. Oh, I was weak. You never were. I knew that Sally would take care of you, and somehow you'd be all right. I knew your dad wasn't coming back, so when I met Doug, I ditched you and figured the old lady in the building would take care of you. (laughs) (laughs) Essentially, uh, Uh we get a little mention of uh, Sally from the other two films, but not this one. But if you think this movie is about her confronting her mom, I think you remember the synopsis. No, no, no. Molly has a sister, and that sister's in trouble. Right, but and, and this is where the timeline gets a little wonky. Because they make very clear that the mom left her 
12 years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so she left, went to, met a guy, got pregnant, had the sister. So let's just say she was a fast mover and this is, it only took a year to have the sister. <laughs> right, right. They that are means, roughly the same means, age. <laughs> that means the sister should right. be 11. Right. And her sister is, they are roughly the same age. Yeah. And I was like, wait, right. how did She supposedly has at least a dozen years on her, but she doesn't. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> but, you know, that's also one of the things I love about this movie. It doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. Don't overthink it. It doesn't, yes. Do not overthink Don't this overthink movie. Don't overthink it. So then she immediately gets blown up and then she's one thing that I found really interesting besides the car blowing up is in the, the early eighties street parking in LA was easy to come by. You could just slide on in and park right in front of wherever you wanted to go. That's right. I don't know what's changed, but we need to get back to that. In the eighties, almost no one lived here. This was a small town. Los Angeles was a very small town. It was a dusty small town. (laughs) Just, um, (laughs) Filled with lawyers. We have lawyers here. You photographers head off. You head off to New York. Also, she made. Did did she make her assistant stay at the gallery until she got back from the meeting? Or (laughs) yes, yep. Was it like? I know this meeting is going to go bad. That lady lives at that gallery. (laughs) Oh yeah, because (laughs) she is always there every time they return to the gallery. Even when the sister goes back to visit the gallery later. That assistant is still there. Still there. Just right. being like, I'm running it now, I guess. I guess this gallery is mine because your mom is And I think she, no, I think she's packing it all up like it's going to be sold, but she's doing all the packing. Sure. Yeah. I would she assume did. at this point she's not getting paid, so she's just doing that out of the kindness of her own heart. Yeah. She's a one-woman show. She does not outsource, unlike Angel, who we'll get to in a bit, <laughs> who loves to make sure she has plenty of people handling mm-hmm. most of the tasks mm-hmm. that... She is the sole one who wants to, yeah. to pull off. But before we get to that, uh, we get Lieutenant Doniger, who's played by Richard Roundtree. Richard Roundtree and Angel right. 3. Yeah. Doniger, Lieutenant Doniger. So, did you know Miss Rollins? Not really. Well, in parts of Angel 3. Yes. Be very yes. clear. Yes. He's not. Yeah. I wouldn't say he's in it. He's in <laughs> He was like, we, Richard, we only need you for like a week. Mm, mm, make it less. Five days. Yeah, five days. Let's do days, five days. Three days. Three days. You'll have a long weekend. Three days. Can we get you for three days? Right. Which, uh, it, which is, you know, when I think he's second build in the credits. Um. Yeah, I, I'm And he's sure. hardly in the movie. Uh, I... Just to talk about the credits really quick, this movie has more actors than any other film ever made, according (laughs) to the opening credits. It is starring everyone. It is five minutes of the starring Mm -hmm. and co-starring, also featuring, and also. It is amazing. That's how they got everyone. They were like, we're not going to pay you much, but you will get a credit in the opening credits. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. Of course, everyone knows Richard Roundtree from playing Detective John Shaft in the Shaft films and also the 2000 remake Shaft and the 2019 sequel remake, also called Shaft. But um, he's not opposed to appearing in low budget genre and exploitation films, especially in the 80s. Uh, he co- co-starring in 1981's An Eye for an Eye with Chuck Norris and for director Steve Carver who did Big Bad Mama, mm. amongst other films. 
1982's Q for director Larry Cohen. Oh, yeah. He did a couple of Fred Williamson films, um, 1982's One Down, Two to Go, and 83's The Big Score. And then in this same year, he appears in Maniac Cop for director William Lustig. So it's a living. And in most of those films, uh, he plays cops in most right. of those movies. Uh, and so typecasting there. Bit of typecasting, but you know what? He's like, whatever. I'm, you know, let's just let's just and make. Unlike a those movies, though, in this movie, he is perhaps the laziest cop you could ever run into. The laziest. Yeah, yes. he is, he is outsourcing his copping. Yep. To anyone that will take <laughs> it. Oh yeah, no, and, and especially once we get to the end, he is definitely outsourcing <laughs> a lot of it. Yeah, I was like, what if is not, happening? If not all. Yeah, if not, if he was. People, the first ones into that warehouse at the end is like he was like, "Not me. I'm not going. Yeah. I'm not going first. Let's let every. You guys all seem very excited by this. Let's let you guys go in. He's turned policing into a pyramid scheme where he has people that are <laughs> yeah. working under him doing the policing by hiring other people to do the policing. <laughs> right. And the thing is, they're not even hired. They're doing this all for free. Yeah. Well, they have to make so many busts before they make money, and then they. Have- Right. To get a bunch yeah. of friends to come right. and make a bust, and then you know, and then maybe uh, Angel will put on her lawyer hat and she'll yeah. prosecute. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or would she have to recuse herself? I don't know. I'm not She's... a lawyer. Neither is Angel. She's a photographer. <laughs> <laughs> Got you on that one. <laughs> uh, so uh, Angel then does. Uh, she does in these movies constantly need people around her to help her pull mm-hmm. off whatever scheme she's up to. And she finally meets one of her old gang and only one, but who's it going to be? You think, is it going to be Kit Carson? The old timer with is. his two, six guns. Is it Solly? I don't know. Is it yo, yo, Charlie? Nope. I don't know who that is. It's none of the people from the other two films. It's oh. Spanky who was not in the previous films, oh. but who cares? Because he's a delight. Oh, uh, he's, He's, he's so much fun. He's the best. He's played by Mark Blankfield, who you've seen uh, on an episode of just about every TV show made from the 1980s on, um, including an episode of Sledgehammer made for New World Television. And he was a cast member of the the short-lived sketch comedy series Fridays. Hmm. But he, he literally, if you look through his IMDb, he has been like, in every TV show. And not often as part of the main cast, but in like when you see his face, you're like, I know that guy. What yeah. do I know him from? Yeah. And the answer is from lots of stuff, because you've seen him in tons of TV shows. Yeah. You know you... him from everything. Right. Yeah. It's but too, if you too... if but just to just for every anyone who's who starts watching this and had the same question I had, he was not in Perfect Strangers. No, nope, no, but he's I not. I did have to look that up. He was not cousin Larry. No, he was not cousin. You thought he was cousin Larry? What? Cousin Larry? Yeah. No. Yeah. I was like, is that Mark cousin Larry? Has no way. Curly haired guy God, uh, face dysplasia or whatever Jesus. it is. He's like <laughs> cur- curly haired, <laughs> curly haired face blindness. Yeah, I can't, I can't see. Yeah, uh, they all. They all look like Cousin Larry in Perfect Strangers. Jeez. Larry Appleton. (laughs) Two things I loved in this scene where she sees Spanky. Uh, He asks her what she's doing. (laughs) What of this is our fault? Um, He asks her what she's doing here. He's like, what are you doing here? And she says, 
give me a hug and an and an hour and I'll tell you all about it. Now, when we were watching this, we it's hot as hell here. So we had dual fans going and it mm-hmm. was late and the kids were asleep. So uh, I, we turned on the subtitles and it sounded like it reads on the subtitles, give me a hug in an hour and I'll tell you all about it. And that's literally what I thought it was. For like two viewings. Get, like, in an, hey, in an hour, give me a hug. One hour, give me one hour. Hug me then and then I'll tell you all about it, which I thought was hilarious. I wish it was that. Me too. It is not that, and that's not the film's fault. That is that is our little issue, but I just thought that was hilarious. Also, once Spanky proposes that they bring back Angel. Look, if I can't talk you out of it, at least let me try and help you. You can crash with me. We'll find some old drag, we'll go underground, and we'll bring back the old Angel. Ta-da! She yeah. leans back in her chair, and they're now like sitting outside a restaurant. She leans back in her chair, turns away from Spanky, looks into the distance, and repeats what he just said. We'll bring back Angel. Bring back Angel. (laughs) It's just amazing. I was like, yeah. I mean, and look, of course, we're going to be bringing back Angel. It's an Angel movie. And... You guys don't know this, but she's always she's angel big time in in the first one, and the second one she's got to go back to be an angel. Of course, for the third one she has to be angel again. And look, I know this would be the most boring choice, but does she have to be angel? Actually, in reality, does she no. ever actually have to? Not really. Not I, really. I guess to, to penetrate though the the whoa, whoa, sex where traffic, are we going with this? The, the sex trafficking. <laughs> it's. I, I mean, she has to have a reason to get in there. He looks so. If we, this isn't an angel movie if she doesn't, and the scenes where she does are fun. But I'm just like the very first. The reason why I'm asking this is the first real lead that she gets. She's in street clothes. Spanky uh, is introduces her to Neil, played by Ken Schreiner, mm-hmm. who appears to be exhausted to be doing this <laughs> on his off days from General Hospital, where he has played Scott Scotty Baldwin off and on since the late 70s. So he is just like, oh, I, dude, I only have so much energy to give you on these days. But in any case... It probably felt really slow for him, because don't they shoot those... Sure, kind of, yeah. Like, it probably felt like such a slow schedule for him. Yeah, it was probably he was like, like oh, wow, right. I mean... These are the only lines I have. Mm-hmm. I've memorized this in two minutes. Yeah. So he gives them the first actual lead and none of that. She'd already been angel for a night. Like none of that led anywhere. He then hooks her up with a porn producer. Mm-hmm. Right. And, because and Neil Spank, does what? He works somehow in the porn industry or tangentially knows a bunch of people in the porn industry. And so he hooks her up with a porn producer spanky he, then decides he says at to one play. point he says i make the films or he like i so i think he either i think he i think he develops the film i either that or he like shoots them or edits them he's involved he like he makes porn but here's the thing way. what's important to know is that there's no reason to give a fuck about neil in this movie <laughs> no <laughs> no so you don't need to worry about it but then Spanky But it doesn't to... mean he won't keep showing up. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they go to the poor producer. Spanky plays the role of the manager. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and this is when you really start to see the bouquet of Spanky's personality um, start, start to bloom. 
Mm-hmm. Hi, Mr. Santangelo. I'm Angel. Uh, Neil Walker sent me to see you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The kid from New York. And I'm Gaylord Dava, Angel's manager. What does a kid in porn need with a manager? Well, I tried to keep her away from the riffraff. So put her in a convent. <laughs> I mean, he's wearing that dumb mustache. Yes. Then he lay, he sits on a couch and slides off of it. Uh, and, and yeah, that whole scene, you can't stay on that couch. It's amazing. Right, right. And that's when I realized he, the movie should be called Spanky. Yep. Because yes. he is the one that you want in just about every scene. God yeah. bless him for going, this is my audition for my own, like, Angel Universe side story. Mm-hmm. We're about Spanky and his, I mean, Spanky really, in several points, made me think, is is Spanky the one actually doing all the work? Is he the one, he's maybe the- Yeah, he's doing all the work. And when he's not working, he's putting together costumes and characters and, you know, he's working his ass He is actually really doing all the legwork. Angel's Mm -hmm. taking maybe the emotional burden of all this, but but really, Spanky's doing it And somehow he's squeezing in time, running a lucrative ice cream (laughs) sales business. That's right. That's right. Which, the only thing I will fault... Because the ice cream truck is like a 1930s ice cream truck that it doesn't right. has a doesn't have a roof, but it's not necessarily convertible. This is when you had almost like a uh, horse and buggy type of driving situation in the front. Yeah, is that it's the the, the name of the brand is Cream Dreams, mm-hmm. which is I mean if you're gonna be that on the nose. Go for cumsicles or jizz pops mm. or mm. wet dreams or dick tip witch or butt fudge sickles or cum sandwich or clon dick bar. Go for something that's more that's really expressing all the different options you have. That is you. not that is not Spanky's style, and you know it. <laughs> he is classier than that. Did you spend time? Con- <laughs> Composing that list. He's I did. He did. Wow. I, I had fun putting that list wow. together. <laughs> Clon, good for you. Klondike bars you. is Clon pretty in. good, though. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's I mean, good. It, it, though it would put everyone in a mood for one specific kind of ice cream mm-hmm. treat. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like, I a did dick like covered in milk dick, chocolate, obviously. Dick, dick <laughs> yeah. tip, which I really liked. But, uh... <laughs> dick tip, which. Um. Uh, yeah, she does get into the porn di- uh, industry, which means she is a background player in what looks like a porn music video that yeah, she shoots for at least three days, which is pretty good background work. Right. I mean, and, and they have a big set. It's a big, a big warehouse. A lot of money. Yeah. A dedicated uh, a, a costume makeup room. Right, uh, the, the, this yeah. is a big production. Big production, mm-hmm. yeah, pretty decent work, uh, really. Uh, but then she also gets hired by Nadine, so we finally get to see Octopussy. We get to see Octopussy. Her go up again uh, against Octopussy, and uh, gets and gets a chance to be one of the full time ladies for Nadine if she does well at her weekend party. And bonus. Angel doesn't pull dance half naked while keeping while kneeling on top of a pool table duty. 
So <laughs> nice. Though, to be fair, it does seem lucrative. I mean, if I'm one of Nadine's girls, I'd be pretty pissed because Nadine said not to worry about money. I'll take care of the money. And then here's this girl that's like making a lot of money, mad cash, really, uh, while she's kneeling on top of a pool table. I mean, do we all get a cut of that? When I was a valet, we would always split tips. Guys, at Nadine's, we split tips, right? <laughs> Yeah, Nadine has them also <laughs> fill out tax forms. It's, it's for being a, for being um, an illegal business. It is on the up and up. Did, she doesn't. The only tax which they're all ten ninety nine, which is yes. just shitty. So at the end, like they're like, "Ooh, I'm making all this money and I'm buying real estate." And then the end of tax year, you're just fucked for all those taxes. All those taxes come up. Oh, you're oh, so screwed. Classic Nadine. <laughs> Classic, yeah. Nadine. Classic. That's also, what she does. Mark, I just thought of another one. Caco Taco. <laughs> add that. Add that to the list. <laughs> I'm going to add it to the list right now. Yeah, add that to the master Thank list you. there. Thank um, you. Don't worry, guys. We're going to get this ice cream business <laughs> off the ground. <laughs> um, speaking of Spanky, though, there even more amazing. This party is that Spanky is working as a bartender. How did he get that gig? I mean, I'm. this is where I'm like, who's the savviest one here? Clearly it's Spanky. Because how does he, like, how do, who did he interview with? Does he interview with Roger, the guy with the sunglasses? Or was it Shahid? Or the Australian guy who's curiously named Carlos? <laughs> <laughs> Neil said that he knew some people. And so that's how they got in. I don't know how Spanky got the job as the but bartender. But he has to interview for that job. <laughs> what I found particularly interesting is the outfit that he wore to represent I'm the bartender is basically the outfit you'd wear if you worked at Farrell's Ice Cream Shop. <laughs> yeah. It looks like a yes. 1920s yeah. ice it's cream one of his ice purveyor. Cream yeah, it's his ice cream outfit. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. So he's working there. Neil's in there, and this is when she finally, Angel finally gets to confront her sister. Her sister. Yep. She's found her sister yep. at the party. Neil kind of coaxes her into a room, shuts the door, and holds it. While now Molly has to explain not only who she is, but why she's there. Everything that basically the whole plot. And, you know, you yep. have to think, it's, this has to be challenging. You've never met your sister. You never knew you had a sister. Your, she doesn't your know si she your has si a sister. Your, your sister has shown up. Your sister's gonna got to tell you to get away from these bad people. Also, your mom has died. I mean, there's a lot that you're going to have to carefully get off your chest. And instead, Angel 3 handles it something like this. Right. I'm your sister Molly. <laughs> You're crazy. I don't have a sister. It's true, Michelle. Gloria was my mother, too. She never told you about me because she left me before you were born. Come on, open the door, goddammit. Come on. Me, Michelle. These people are trouble. There's a lot of shit going down that you don't know about. You've got to get away from them, and I can help you. Get away from me. You just get away from me, all right? Gloria's dead, Michelle. That is a lie. No, it's true. 
She was murdered. I saw her just before she died. She told me that you were in danger. She was mixed up in some kind of trouble with Nadine, and I think that's why she was killed. You've got to listen to me. She is not dead. She sent you here, didn't she? No. She wants me to come back. Well, I am not. I can take care of myself. And boy, I... she can't. <laughs> she cannot. <laughs> uh, I love it. Mit- Mitzi's if breathy I... style. She takes a breath like so often. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's so good. There's a lot of shit going down. You goddamn son of a bitch. Open this door or I'll blow your fucking balls off. <laughs> you think I'm fooling around here, you goddamn bastard? Think I'm playing some half-assed motherfucking game? Yeah. <laughs> Mitzi went to the Tatum O'Neill school. Yes. Uh, yes. Giving someone a talking to. There's a lot of shit going down that you don't know about. Uh, uh, Oscar winner Tatum O'Neill. Yes, I agree. Sorry, I'm um, sorry. I screwed that up. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. That scene, they the dramatic scenes in this are really a delight. They're really so fun to watch. Uh, you're right. It's a lot of backstory to do, and it's you know that's a that's that's a hard conversation to do and to be that economical. And, and and the sister never asks like her to stop. Wait, pause a minute. Where? So where were you born? And so who's your dad? So mm-hmm. I n- none of these none of the things that I would think that I would bring up as a question are asked. It's just get the fuck away from me. You don't know what you're talking. Michelle, about. Wait, is was there like... a third brother? Is there a third brother somewhere? It's Mark <laughs> like and Ryan brother? and like I don't know. Oh, Jake? Yeah, I, you're talking. I thought you meant of like, Angel and Michelle. You're no, well, you brother. guys, because right. Mark's like, well, yeah. here's the questions I would ask if I was presented with another brother. Right. What if? Right. What if there's another brother? Another one. Another one of that Mark and I. Are you out there, another brother? <laughs> I'm about to put on my angel outfit and go figure this out. Where's my camera, Ryan? I know that our sister would be like, fuck. She would definitely, she would definitely be like, "Get me out of here!" Oh God, another uh, you know one. She would be like, "I never thought I'd say this, but I would like to go back to the private sex party, please." <laughs> <laughs> I do not want information of yet another brother. Okay. Yeah, our, our sister would be playing the role of the sister in this movie. <laughs> She'd be like, get me out of this. By the way, this is also when we do, uh, they do start to show off uh, their skills at tracking people and spying on them. And <laughs> from just a few feet away, we get into this little plot about Pam, who's a, a friend of, of Molly slash Angels from the film shoot. And she just doesn't want to be sold for drugs quietly. So she has to make a big scene. <laughs> <laughs> so she has to be knocked out. And they drag her out to the car, but guess who's watching from their Jeep Cherokee? (laughs) Angel, Neil, and Spanky, who has no one to cover for him. So everyone is wondering how the hell they can get another drink. (laughs) They're like, where's that ice cream man with the beverages? Where's that guy? Where's that bartender guy? <laughs> and and what's I what I thought was so funny is that they then drive off. So there's he has not just abandoned them for like a minute. Yeah. He's like, no, yeah. no, no, I'm never going back. Uh, he made me the most delicious drink. He put ice cream in it. <laughs> it was like ice cream yeah. and bourbon. 
He called it a Jim Cream. Seriously. <laughs> Add to the list, Mark. Add to the list. I'm adding it to the list. Yeah. Adding that one in. Got it. Got oh, it. God. Okay. I mean, seriously, though, they are like five feet away. But I didn't cheap, want the top really. shelf, so I got to jack off Daniels. <laughs> Add it to the list. Add it to the list. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, they followed them over to this warehouse. The girls are all corralled together and men with suits and they're with handfuls of money and they're shouting. Guys, just go with me here. Horrors of human trafficking aside, and by no means am I saying that that's okay, but how is this being organized? I mean, this is chaos here. Yeah, it was very chaotic, very unorganized. Well, I just, I, I think that they have a lot of organization because at the t- when Molly finds out what's happening and that her fast friends from the porn set have been sent off to, or they're, they're being traded for drugs. She finds it in a, a file cabinet where the folders are bound in twine. Yes. There's no, like that a, is her friend. No, you're, you're going to, I just want to make sure it's clear. This is Angel's friend, Shirley, who she met on the film set, yeah. not Angel. Angel no, no, does not Angel. do. Angel does not do this. This is mm-hmm. Shirley who takes it upon herself. Yeah. Once Pam is gone, she takes it upon herself oh, to go right, sneak right, back right. into the office. Right. Angel right. does not do this at all, and she right. she takes you know she goes in, sneaks into that office again. Angel outsources this stuff yeah. to everybody. I got confused about that too. I thought it was the sister. Right, because Erica was confused by Shirley and Michelle yeah, looking right, right, rather right. similar. similar yeah. Same thing that I have with uh, yes. with perfect strangers. But yeah. you have <laughs> your thing with guys with curly hair. Me, all white blonde ladies. You look all the same. Look right. the same. Yeah. They all look the same. So every 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 uh, uh, person is in their own file, their own Manila file. It's mm-hmm. all wrapped in twine. Uh, the ones that have been delivered have a red delivered stamp stamped yes. on the eight and a half by eleven picture of yeah. them. Yeah, they're headshot. They all gave yeah, headshots. Yeah, <laughs> they all have their headshots. I can't even get myself to save files outside of the fucking downloads folder. And this crime organization has everything <laughs> in perfect Manila folders. Mm-hmm. So that's when I'm not surprised that money's exchanging hands. Because they are they are somehow keeping very close attention. You wouldn't be so diligent about the files and then get loosey goosey with the accounting. This is a very well run organization. That's Nadine. Once it's Shahid, once it's him running things, he has no. There's no organ. He has nothing. He's so not he's, you're saying he's the weakest link. Yeah, in this he's like thing. I don't. I don't know. Just everyone show up at a warehouse and start yelling at me, and I'll figure it out. <laughs> oh. But Nadine is like, no, these are the ones that we have sent to their deaths, and I'll wrap them in twine, and these are the deads, and then these are uh-huh. the girls that were, you know, she's got a whole filing system, you know? Right. Shahid is just, like, grabbing money out of everyone's okay. hands and just... Um, so this is, this, but I don't blame uh, Shahid for that. I mean, this comes down to management. You, you need to have a sit-down... Right. Talk with him about your expectations. I mean, she must have given him a job description at the beginning. Yeah. He should is, know what the expectations she, she are. She does, though. She does early in the film. Remember, <laughs> she kind of does give him a little sit down, like, hey, watch your well, step. I, now it might be time for a performance improvement plan. Yeah, but now, yeah, yeah. she's got to pip him for sure. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
because he's got to be pipped. Time to get the, he uh, time to get the HR business partner of the SS crime boat involved and write up a pip and, you know. And then once that's done, you celebrate with some jacked off Daniels. <laughs> but luckily, um, they get to take the headshots with the delivered stamped on them, which is foolproof evidence of Nadine's of guilt. Full of proof. course. And they deliver it to Lieutenant Doniger. Finally, involve the police. I guess who is watching them inconspicuously? Roger, who sits parked away from them across him from, a, from an empty lot. That is how you follow someone. Roger, well done. Uh, meanwhile, Michelle's checking in with her mom's friend at the gallery, who's still there. Never right. left. Of Chained course, that never left. Mm-hmm. Living there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, at this point, she's a squatter. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. She's like, if I stay here long enough, then the gallery is mine, just legally. <laughs> right, exactly. And uh, she's she's just asking, is, is Molly slash Angel her actual sister? And then she decides to exact revenge as well. So even though Roger knows how to keep a distance when following people, it's too late because Michelle shows up and she's got her gun. And wow, that was so easy. He's got her. Carlos came up behind her, grabbed yeah. her. Nope, the gun's out of her hands. Michelle's not going to do any revenge. <laughs> that was so fast. I thought yeah. she was really, she had them in her crosshairs. And wow. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. 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 That was very but quick. Close. Very, very quick. Close. Right. Uh, which, of course, we have to eventually, you know, we have to. Roger then has to show up. He's killed Shirley. He takes Angel and they drive off because now it's like, well, crap. Yeah. Angel's caught by the bad guys. So, again, what is she going to do? Nadine's describing the terrible circumstances of what she's going to be sold into. And, Mm -hmm. look, I'm going to blame Carlos on this one, but no one notices that ice cream truck (laughs) driving (laughs) right next to them. Yeah. And and for a long time. For a long time. Enough time to send signals between two moving vehicles. It actually goes behind them, then back up beside them again for a second time. Yeah. I mean... Did their maybe their side mirrors were broken? No, look, Roger, who's the sunglasses guy, he's got to keep his gun on Molly. Nadine is too busy monologuing. This Carlos, you're driving. Look at your mirrors. Look in your mirrors, dude. Right. Look right. in your mirrors. Yeah. Ten, ten, and two. Check the mirrors. <laughs> check Come the on, mirrors. Carlos. Always keep check. <laughs> Just because you're driving in a straight line doesn't mean you're going to keep checking. Uh, but then we also get into a police chase that. Speeds through Hollywood right into downtown Los Angeles in just a few turns. Because, <laughs> ladies and typical. gentlemen, it's just that easy. Yeah. <laughs> so they get into downtown, and that, that chase is hilarious. Um, and they get to the warehouse where she, he's trying to make some last-minute deals. <laughs> and has Michelle trapped in an office? Michelle, you could have left at any... As soon as they start firing, get out of the office. What are you doing sitting behind a desk? Like, I'll be safe behind this file cabinet. Yeah. Anyway, Angel picks up a gun, and this is what we were talking about earlier. She starts fire, firing, even though there's police there, and so does Neil. Were they deputized? This is where Richard Roundtree is like... He was like, guys, I need you guys very special. Just real quick, you guys are now deputized by the police. I want you guys to go in there. I want you guys to take them down. We will be here. We'll back you up. We're here as backup. We're outside. Outside the cool air. Well, that's because she's a lawyer, so she's allowed to do that. 
<laughs> he was like, I'd rather you go in there and read them the rights. You have a law degree. Like, yeah. you're much more yeah. familiar. I could. Right. If they have uh, questions, you can answer them. I, I'm just going to read it straight. So, and, I, the, and Carlos may have questions. Yeah. <laughs> right. Carlos doesn't. Carlos gets bashed as he's driving. That they they run them off the road. That old school ice cream truck. And Carlos is like bloody. His head is bloody at the wheel. Uh-huh. He's out. Mm-hmm. I was like, Carlos, that's on you, buddy. You're a terrible driver. Yeah. Then just as Angel's firing, I'm like, okay, Angel's finally you know doing something. But it's Spanky who takes the bullet, and right. Angel gets Shahid on a hook, and he's swinging over the ware- warehouse. But it's Neil who shoots him and gets the death blow. So you, Angel barely needed to do anything. <laughs> well, she, she had to get up that catwalk and she had to somehow... She had to climb a ladder. A, That's she for had sure. to somehow get a grappling hook to into the back of someone, which yeah. is really hard to do since really those crane hooks are not... I mean, unbeknownst to, I guess, a lot of people in Hollywood, they're not sharp. They're actually quite dull. So at, at best, she would have maybe knocked him off the catwalk. Mark, there's a, there's, a sa- there's a soft spot in our backs. <laughs> that if you hit it just yeah. right. If you hit it just right. Your spine it, just turns to jello. Yeah, turn, Anything yeah. will go right through Your spine it. just, just caves yeah. in. It yeah. just it, yeah. it bursts into powder, mm-hmm. and you are just hanging <laughs> yeah. from a hook. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's right. I think that might be nope. That is might, that is medical might, fact. <laughs> Everybody um, knows it. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I I'm now a podcast co-host, but I went to medical school for a long time and got my degree, and then I said, uh-huh. you know what? I've always wanted to start a podcast, <laughs> so let me take a break. Let I'm me do sabbatical. I'm gonna do a sabbatical for <laughs> co- nearly three years now, and I'm just gonna <laughs> just gonna talk about movies for a while, and then I will get back to the doctor stuff. Okay? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, then I'm wrong. I guess I'm wrong. I didn't realize. So yeah, that's right, Mark. So, but, but then she does accomplish that. She gets. She does. She does accomplish eight. that. So yeah. she gets to accomplish one thing before the end of the film. She gets a, a big hook in his back, so yeah, which I go. personally loved. Which reminds me that it is time for us to talk about things we loved and things we hated. That's right. We're going to talk about the things we loved and the things we hated about Angel Three, the final chapter. Mark, what's something you loved? Um, I, I loved all the 80s tropes. Uh, I loved the fact that they're only parked five feet away and nobody sees them. And when a, <laughs> when a, when a car's headlights flash upon a Jeep, they just all duck and nobody notices people ducking. Um, right, right. Uh, that the that the an alloy swivel hook can actually penetrate a person's back and leave them hanging. <laughs> uh, that mm. you can be in a crowded party, and as long as your camera is just teeny tiny, no one will see you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very obviously mm-hmm. taking pictures of everybody there. Yeah, over the shoulder. <laughs> right. Nobody will notice a 1930 style ice cream truck next to you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that everybody likes topless cocktail waitresses. Yeah. I mean, you're just assuming everyone's cool with that. If yeah. you're at a party and there's topless women like serving drinks, you maybe it's just me growing up in the 80s too, but I, I feel like, ooh, this is a fancy party. 
Touch, I mean, touch a class. Whoa. Touch a class. I didn't realize the amount of money that went into this party because that <laughs> this is fancy, you know. Mm-hmm. Shirts on, not fancy. Not fancy. Shirts not fancy. off. Shirts off. Fancy. fancy. So all the eighty strips. That's that's wonderful. Erica, something you loved. Overall, I really liked this movie. I don't know if I can put my finger on exactly why. Yes. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It's it's a fun watch. It kind of goes by in a flash, and you're like, oh, oh, darn it. All right, okay. Well, that was fun. I, You have to love the fashion in it just because it was such a – there's so many great outfits. And, and watching it, I was like, oh, remember that at the mm. time. Like um, when, the, when the sister – when Michelle has that one outfit where the print is all the same for the top and the, and the skirt – but it's just like a half shirt and a skirt. Oh, with yeah. the real yeah, thick, yeah. chunky yes. socks, yeah. like mm-hmm. all squished mm-hmm. up. Is that and the that's white at the sneakers? End, right? Like, oh. yeah, it's at, at the very end when she's when the I forget which guy is like holding her yes, and trying to pull her but in. It's yeah, just she great. Hates. Like, I mean, there's so many great, great outfits like that. But yeah, I I, I liked a lot of things. I re- I really can't like I said I can't put my finger on it. I just overall thought it was fun. And thought it was just it, a good, it's just a good watch. Yeah, it, it to me it seems like it it bridges the gap between the the, the previous New World and then the new regime. It it feels very much like this movie could have been made in the seventies, you know, in Definitely. the Roger Corman era. Hmm. This could have this had a lot of that sort of seventies because you know that's when Tom DeSimone was starting to you know make exploitation films, so he's making them in the late seventies. So. You know, they all are from that school of 70s exploitation. And it feels like he understands that formula and knows what to do. And so by that measure, it feels like, yeah, this is kind of a newer, it's sort of end of the newer New World era. But yet it feels a little bit like that older, you know, era uh, as well. So I think it kind of bridges that gap. Yeah, I agree with that. Something for me that I loved, uh, the score in general is great written by Berlin Game, which is comprised of Eric Alleman and Reinhard Schuriger, who also did the music to 1987's Down Twisted. And I believe that Eric Alleman, who, uh, he spent some time in Germany. That's how he probably met Reinhardt. And he also met Tangerine Dream. So he went on to do other scores. But the final song, Secrets, which goes over the credits, I really loved. Mm-hmm. Lou Rawls singing it. I mean, Mark and I grew up uh, listening to a lot of Lou Lou Rawls because of our parents. Man, that song is so good. It's like the the movie ends and you're like, okay, that was pretty good. Wait, what now? What's this song? What is that? Is that Lou? That's Lou Rawls. What? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um amazing written by uh this song written by kim and temer derrigan 
Whew, so, so good. But the score, too. And really, really solid score. It is. For a movie like this that doesn't have a whole lot of money. And sure that they were thinking Secrets, new song by Lou Rawls. People were going to get into that. And no, that's Angel 3. Let's switch to things that we hated. Mark, let's start with you. What did you hate about Angel 3, the final chapter? Um, It was all the 80s tropes. It was the fact that, you know, you (laughs) could only be five feet away from someone and still never got found. That's right. That an alloy swivel hook would Mm -hmm. somehow penetrate the back of someone and leave them hanging in a a warehouse. uh, That that you could pull up right next to someone that is, you know, holding a gun to someone's head uh, in a 1930s uh, ice cream truck. And they will never notice. Not notice at all. Yeah. Um, Also... Gunfights within ten feet of each other, no one gets shot. This right. is no. just a, a very common in the nineteen eighties, for sure. But this movie has so many of them, and it does it so unabashedly that it's also the thing I loved. So it's yeah. it's it is truly both of them. Yeah, Erica, what's something that you hated? I really don't know that I hated anything. I really I was sitting here thinking about it because I'm like, did I hate anything? Opening credits, good job. Really good opening credits. Mm-hmm. Great yeah. opening mm-hmm. credits. As you mentioned, the score. I mean, the outfits. There's a high TD count right off the bat. <laughs> One thing that I did hate was that we just didn't see more Spanky. I felt mm-hmm. like he had a yeah. lot to offer. We went into his apartment <clears throat> briefly. I don't know. I just wanted a little bit more. I mean, he was doing almost everything. So, yeah, yeah I don't. <laughs> He's a good I friend. Yeah. He's a good really friend. Really good pal. All right. The thing I hated, Neil. Obviously, Ken Schreiner has had a long, successful career. Mm-hmm. So not being amazing in Angel 3 didn't ruin anything for him. He is just, but he is just not great here. He's no. not good in this. Uh, I kept in- waiting. I kept waiting for him to have an ulterior motive that is actually going to screw over Angel. Sure. Mm-hmm. Because, he's- because he's always acting kind of like, I'm not really someone to be trusted. He's not present in those scenes. He's not really present in the movie. Right. He's That's clearly thinking of That's... like, oh, oh man, next week I got that big scene in General Hospital. I really, oh, uh, what am I going to do for that? And he's just kind of coasting through this one. This is not a big deal to him. It clearly is to Spanky. Spanky's going for it in every scene. But he's just like, I don't know. And there's a couple scenes like, in particular, when he tries to save Angel the, at the the private sex party at right, uh, yeah, Nadine's. Yeah. Well, there you are, doll baby. Now, I don't want to hear any more excuses. Nadine promised me that you'd show me where to stick my wicket. Excuse me there, Chief. Maybe not the best written joke, but, like, he does nothing with it. Nothing. He does not at all try to make that work. It's... it's I think, I think though, it actually does work because then... They walk away and they have a cutscene to them now walking away. And she says, Where to stick your wicket? Okay, so I'm not Hemingway. Shoot me. Like, she makes fun of him. And I I thought it kind of worked because his delivery is so bad that she's calling it out. Like, that was really lame, dude. Like, <laughs> what the hell? There's just a moment. It just felt like there's he has moments to, like, make us fall in love with him and make him charm us and be like, ah, he, he's not great at sometimes trying to pretend to be other people, but he's a good guy, but it just doesn't come off. It just, I, I, he just, 
was really not good in this film. Yeah. He didn't bother me. And I just felt Maybe like Maybe he was the Angels Rebound guy. I don't know. I haven't seen the other ones. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. You know. Could be. Could be. To me, he was just a little hashtag clunkily. Oh. <laughs> Look oh, at you. Okay. All right. Bringing that back. Yeah, you got to check, check and listen to some other uh, episodes. All right, let's go into our favorite scene. Mark, what was your favorite scene? I've already touched on it. It's the scene where Spanky is playing Angel's agent and they go meet with yeah, the porn producer. Sure. I mean, it's just, there are so many little lines in there. The porn producer says, I thought you were the girl next door type. And he says, yeah, next door to the boom boom room. It's such a dumb line, but I thought it was so Again, funny. Like he delivers it so well. He's like way better than I did just now. No. So <laughs> he does it he does it so well. And it I found that scene that's the first time that the movie is letting you know that there are going to be some real comedic elements. Yeah. Yeah. And I it's it I I love it. Again, that I scene. would go back to the gallery too. That gallery scene with the lady kind of making fun of the art and stuff. Like, I think there are moments early in the film that says we have a sense of humor about ourselves, too. So, yeah. you know, don't don't take this all very well, seriously. I disagree. Which I, th- I think it's that scene with the producer. But, you know. <laughs> well, that's it, too. I, I, just, I just mean, like, earlier there was other moments of comedy. And, no, I yeah, I, I, I just don't think she had, she appreciated art. <laughs> that, uh, Spanky, that lady on the just other doesn't hand. know shit about art. <laughs> she shit it was clear shit. what he was talking about. Erica, your favorite scene. I think probably my favorite scene is when Angel is undercover and she's on set filming the, um, I guess, cave woman music video, <laughs> music style. video yeah. porno. Yeah, yeah. And not made me think of that like video scene. That's why I kept thinking video. Maybe as I was thinking of that scene in Wayne's World where they shoot the video for Tia Carrera's band. Oh yeah. And it made me think of that. I was like, is this a music video? Mm-hmm. Like I, it just, I, I, you know. Anyway. Yeah, I particularly love that scene, especially when they're doing the take where the guy is tied up. There's a guy and he's tied up and the director's like, it's not Angel. It's another character. But he's like, go dance. Save his life with the dance. Yeah. Save his yeah. life. And she's just like dancing. It goes on for such a long time. Yeah. Like, that could have been it. We could have seen her dance a little bit and then cut back to the dressing room. But it goes on. And you see her really going for mm-hmm. it and dancing. And he's like, come on. Come on, sell it. His life is at stake. And it just keeps going on. And yeah. it has yeah. nothing to do with Angel. Furthers the plot in zero ways. Mm-hmm. It's just this woman dancing in sort of a, a scantily clad cave woman costume mm-hmm. around a guy who's tied up. I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. So it's silly. hilarious. Yeah. Easily my favorite scene. Yeah. That's a good stuff. I... To, for me, I chose another scene I thought was also pretty comical to me, which is the scene where Angel becomes Molly becomes Angel, and she has to trick a pimp. This is her first night out, and she gets caught in the car. Yeah, right. And oh, she yeah. drives over to he drives yeah. into like an alleyway. Yeah, and then she says like, "Oh, I'll I'll do whatever you want." She starts kissing his neck, and he goes, "Baby." <laughs> Yes. And he like I think doesn't take off his hat, if I remember correctly. He does not like, take off his hat. hat on, he but leaves, he's fully nude. He somehow. everything but the hat, and she yeah. tricks it. It's kind of silly how she tricks him into it. She doesn't. She does anything. She doesn't do anything more than kiss him on the neck. But apparently, yeah. that's that's his trigger. I don't and know. Some, somehow the, she's able to push him out the car and 
like jump over the seat right from the back over the the seat seat. and immediately drive off (laughs) and leaving him naked looking down the alleyway and again this scene could have been cut for sure not necessary because the things that lead her in this investigation don't really come from angel until she starts actually going into the porn producer's office which that night doesn't lead her to it is a nothing scene other than just to say She's back on the streets because they needed a scene where she's back on the streets. That said, it leads to this kind of silly, fun scene where she kicks the pimp out. And mm-hmm. I was like, hey, well, that's the thing. That's a, It's an angel movie. Yeah. Well, like the wrong guys, they kept everything in. They kept it all kept in. It that's all right. In. They kept, kept it all, all in. Uh, let's get into final questions. These are our final questions for Angel 3, the final chapter. When Angel is in L.A., who is taking care of her cockatoo? <laughs> I hope someone who understands how to take care of a sulfur-crested cockatoo. Because I just thought that was a hilarious kind of funny choice of a single woman with discernibly no family around <laughs> right. to Really have no family. Because, I mean, cockatoos are very... They can live a really long time. Yes. And they're very specific. They're very needy. And you can't just leave them alone. They'll hurt themselves. Right. They'll start right. to pick out their feathers. And yeah, I hope someone who who has a special bond with that bird was there to take <laughs> care of it. Or it's hurting itself. She's going to come back to a featherless cockatoo. Erica has a bird, a pet bird. So she knows a thing or two about birds. So... <laughs> It is a question that I have because I was like... <laughs> I know nothing or two about Steely Dan and, um, you know, their music. The Steve but, Miller Band. And the Steve Miller Band. Yes, but, but birds... Just just to be clear, Dick Miller is watching the birds. Dick Miller is God, watching I the birds. God, I hope yes. so. Yeah, yeah. so and it, the birds can be fine. with anything. <laughs> Human, fowl, you know. Who the hell is driving this goddamn, goddamn car? <laughs> Who's taking care of this goddamn goddamn bird? Um, when Lieutenant Doniger approaches Angel to let her know that he knows about her past, he drives up next to her, despite the fact that she's walking on the boardwalk, which is pedestrian only. My question is, he's a cop, okay, but watching someone from across the street and then getting in your car to drive alongside them <laughs> as they walk, is that the most L.A. thing ever? Yes. Yes. It <laughs> yes. Is. Yes. Yeah. And the fact that she is nonplus about it. Yeah. She. Yeah. yeah it's She's like, like oh, and, we, we all do this. We all do this. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, there you are. Oh, uh. sure. We're just going to talk, and you're going to slowly drive down a pedestrian walkway. That makes sense. Right. Makes sense. Do you think Roger? And again, I, I've talked to Roger a lot. The guy who wears the sunglasses. Do you mm-hmm. think he's kind of jealous of the attention Nadine gives Sahid? Because you know Nadine knows <laughs> Sahid's wife and kids, and she's like, "I like your kids," and you know. But what does she know about Roger? You know, what does she ever say? I mean, what do any of us know about Roger, really? But I think Roger was the entire time trying to. Uh, plan a hostile takeover of the entire organization. Mm. So I really think he's like, look, if you you guys can talk about your families and your mm-hmm. poor planning and horrible personnel management. And you, the moment that you stop paying attention, I'm taking over this whole thing. Roger's like, you can talk about your wife and kids. I'm when I leave work, I yeah. go do my stuff, and I don't bring yeah. my stuff to work. Right. I'm here to do the job. Yeah. 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 I'm here right. to put mm-hmm. on sunglasses mm-hmm. and my head, my Walkman headphones mm-hmm. and P3 
pee in alleys and drive yeah. the car and 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 not notice moving ice cream trucks while I'm holding somebody at gunpoint. That's what exactly. I do. Um, when Nadine hires Angel to be one of her girls, she asks her to buy something really sparkly. Then Angel shows up in a sheer dress. Now, we know Angel wasn't really auditioning for a job, but that's a deal breaker, right? I mean, that's she's like, you can't even listen to instructions. Yeah, can't take instructions, so... I kind of liked yeah. her outfit, though. So I would say not what I asked for, but it is a nice choice. <laughs> when she saw her, she's like, oh, you look beautiful or whatever. And it's it's like, I wonder if she's like inside going, God damn it. <laughs> I said specifically sparkly. I said something sparkles. sparkly. Piece of shit. Also, why didn't she say, do you have any change? Like That, that couldn't have cost all of that, right? Right. Do you I have mean, the extra? Like, wouldn't it have been great if Angel or Angel voluntarily was like, also, here is $3.68 that I have left over. Do you have the receipt and the extra money? I I didn't say keep the change. I said, she obviously is going to need the receipt for tax purposes. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's a nice dress from Ross. (laughs) But I think, I think that Molly took it to the max. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Fair. <laughs> really letting Ross know where they stand in hierarchies. <laughs> you go to Ross when you need a suitcase, and you go to TJ Maxx when you need a sparkly or non-sparkly dress. Yeah. As the case may be. Yeah. We, um, so, okay, after the movie, well after the credits, when Angel moves on with her life. So what's the next job that Angel gets? Jacoby and Myers. She goes back to law, you think? Goes back to law. Back to it. Erica, what do you think? I, don't, I haven't even thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't think about it? I'm you know asking what? you to do so Won't now. Won't think about it. Won't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she went back to I haven't to thought take... about it. Won't think about it. <laughs> I hope she went this back. Is, to your idea of podcasting third. is very interesting. <laughs> you have a question to ask me? I will not answer it. Will not think about it. Yeah. That's not how. That's uh, not how this works. Yeah. That's. I guess we just found the quote for the poster of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then we will get into the research. Uh, apparently, it was released straight to video. I know it was released in November 1988. Apparently, straight to video. De Simone said in the commentary that they shot it thinking it would play in theaters, which it does look like mm. a theatrical yeah. release. I thought it. I, yeah, I, I figured it had. Uh, but he said that's what they were thinking. But he said it didn't, and it went straight to video. I, I couldn't find anything about a theatrical release, uh, even a limited. Uh, that said, it's been it's been a while. Uh, it's 1988, so it's possible that it at least had a limited theatrical release, but I mm-hmm. can't find anything about it. So I will stick with the word of the director and writer and say went straight to video. For the record, Hellbound Hellraiser 2 was released in December of 1988. So that's what would have followed. Perfect Christmas movie. Perfect Christmas movie. That's right. Um, while Angel 3 was the last feature film DeSimone would direct, he did do more work for New World. Reform School Girls was such a success that DeSimone signed a two-year contract with New World with the stipulation that he had to direct Angel 3. So then he went ahead and wrote it and directed it. But he also wrote a sequel to Wanted Dead or Alive, which DeSimone was hoping would break him out of doing what he called bad girl movies. 
uh, but New World went under, and so the sequel was never made. Mm-hmm. And then another project that he mentioned that he almost directed for New World was the 1988 remake of The Blob. Oh, wow. Um, Chuck Russell, who directed it and co-wrote it with Frank Darabont, they met um, on DeSimone's Hell Night. They met uh, working on that movie. And Russell, of course, was working uh, around New World. He'd produced Girls Just Want to Have Fun. And then around the same time, he was directing uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. And so DeSimone tells a story that Chuck Russell came up to him and said, hey, I heard you're going to do the blob. And he was like, yeah. And he said, well, I, you know, I kind of really wanted to direct that one. And so he was like, oh, okay, well, yeah, no problem. So he goes to New World and he says, yeah, how, how about him? And uh, they were like, well, you're under contract. That's what you're doing. He said, yeah, but he really wants to direct it. So that's he apparently got the job to Russell, who does eventually direct the movie. Of course, at that point, New World has now sold the rights to someone else. But initially, New World was attached to make the blob. Nearly New World episode. Mm-hmm. So just saying that. Speaking of, yeah. uh, someone else who also worked more with New World, but not in a way that you could see, is Mitzi Capture, who in the early 90s, she was cast in a She-Hulk TV show, hmm. um, <laughs> which that would have that actually was going to have Bill Bixby as David Banner, despite the fact that he dies in the television film, The Death of the Incredible Hulk, created by New World Television future episode. Volleyball player Gabrielle Reese was cast as the She-Hulk, being the Lou Ferrigno to Mincy Capture's uh, Jennifer Walters. Uh, Though apparently the writer-producer of of the show, Jill Sherman Donner, uh, she has said that Reese would have had bright red hair, green eyes, and golden skin, not green skin because it looked prettier and more feminine. Uh, New World actually started shooting in the Virgin Islands in 1991, but reportedly ABC was never wanting to cast Mitzi. They had never wanted her to begin with. In fact, they wanted, they initially wanted Melissa Gilbert, but Melissa Gilbert was like, I'm not having any of that. I don't want to be involved in that. (laughs) Probably a smart move. Mm -hmm. So then they were like, "Ah, we're just not sure that we can have Mitzi be this person. So we need to we need to recast and the whole the whole production goes down. Huh. New World was not done. Of course, New World owned Marvel at this point. So and even though they had stopped with the theatrical movies, they were still very much making television at this point. But they were then starting to think, okay, let's make a She-Hulk movie. So they started over with a movie version, and that is the one that was going to star Brigitte, Brigitte Nielsen mm. as She-Hulk, director Larry Cohen. And writer Carl Gottlieb, who wrote Jaws, the original Jaws, uh, and was also, if you don't, if you don't recall, uh, was in Cannonball, Cannonball. <laughs> but that they made all. They, it, there's a lot of shots you can find online of Brigitte Nielsen as She-Hulk. Those were like promotional shots that New World took, which they then were going to send out to try to get the funding they needed to make it, which apparently failed because it was never made. Mm-hmm. So. That is the research. Wow. Um, a lot of stuff that could have been made but wasn't. Could have, would have, should have, could have. Wish it had. Yeah, wish it had. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially a Wanted Dead or Alive 2. I definitely would have been way mm-hmm. into that as well. All those things I would have been into seeing. So that leads us to, does this movie queef? On this podcast, we are queef positive. You know, we don't like to, a lot of people like to say the movie slap. I don't like that phrase. So Erica has come up with an alternative. 
which is does a movie queef and for the record queef is a is a good thing right Yes, it is. And we go over this every time. <laughs> and you always act like you don't. Is it a good? Yes. I'm just wanting you, you to. You positive. I'm spe- I feel <sighs> like I'm mansplaining your thing. And I don't want to do that. This is my legacy. All the things I've said and done in this world. And this is how I go out. <laughs> That's oh, the queef girl. <laughs> That's the queef girl who hates answering questions on podcasts. <laughs> Hello. Hi there. <laughs> Hey, call my friend. Tell me, tell me, queefs. Okay. All right. Hey there, Brad. I heard you really queef. Thanks for being an NWPP VIP. No, I will not answer that question. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, Mark, does this movie queef? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. It queefs. It queefs. You had a little uh, hesitation, I guess, because you sort of loved and hated this film. But I, yeah, I think it's it's a light queef. It's a light queef. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Erica, does it queef? Hell yeah, queefs. I thought it was fun. I I, I definitely think this movie queefs. I the, you're. I think you put it really well, Erica, in that there's something about this movie that I really like, and I'm not a hundred percent. I know exactly what it is. Yeah. But there's just something if about you ask it that me, I'm I can't very... answer it, and I won't answer it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did like it, and hell yes, it queefs. Uh... Floppity flop flop flop. I've got to just go for it now. This, this lean in, the... lean in. This is the lean in. This is your thing. Lean uh... in. That's it. it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you can, rate and review us. I, I know every podcast says it, but I will tell you, it really is a huge help if you can. So rate and review us. Give us a uh, five-star review. Uh, also follow us on our socials, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And we'll see you next time on the New World Pictures Podcast. Bye, everybody. There's a lot of shit going down that you don't know about.